Podcasting from Hartford, you're listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast. All right, Dan Gardella here to uh, give us the down low on, on Sacred Heart, who's had a really surprising and exciting season. So, Dan, thanks so much for hopping on. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jared. I'm uh, looking forward to it. So, Dan, get us, get us started on understanding this year's Sacred Heart team, because based on preseason expectations and stuff, it looked like it was going to be a rebuilding year, but this team has surged towards that top four in the, in the NEC this year. Yeah. I mean, what happened last year was the product of being able to recruit well, find guys that were under the radar in, in terms of schools looking at them. And it kind of all got put together at the right time. And I mean, when you're a mid major and you go 20 and 13 and you were supposed to have a postseason bid, um, in any other year, it, it certainly puts you on the map and gives you kind of an identity of how you are for years mm-hmm. to come. And, you know, Anthony Latina is the poster child for mid-majors being essentially robbed of all league talent year after year and finding a way to kind of build yourself back up after having success. And that's exactly what happened. I think the final total was seven or eight players leaving from last year and Losing one or two is tough, especially guys who were starters and played big minutes. But <laughs> losing all five starters, losing <laughs> six of your top seven scores, it was just a gut punch. And he did an outstanding job at finding people who may not have been the best players available, but guys that had great character, had really great, um, you know, a buy-in to what he was teaching and wanted to, how he wanted to coach his team and that was really the biggest reason why they've been so successful. They've been able to kind of click together and just have a great attitude toward what they're trying to achieve. And if you told me that they were going to be in the Northeast conference tournament, especially in a shorter field and still have a chance to host a playoff game, I would have told you to walk the other way. I would have said, no way, no shot. This is happening. And you know, I, I, I just, it, it just, surprising to see game after game that they split it or they're able to win games it it was really awesome to watch firsthand and I, if it doesn't say that anthony latina is as good a coach as anyone in the conference i really don't know what will in terms of the nec this year and what sacred heart has been able to do for those who might not have watched this season or just tuning in for the first time to see sacred heart come tournament time who are some of the players that people should be on the lookout for that, that, that have led sacred heart to such a successful year yeah, well, well, the biggest one was is the emergence of Tyler Thomas. I mean, the sophomore, he's a Connecticut guy, went to Amity High School, came in last year, and, you know, there was a lot on him, athletic guy. Jump shot was still kind of a work in progress, but when you're behind guys, you know, EJ Anasicki, Jarrell Spellman, Kenny Rose, like when you had experienced guys, he wasn't asked to do a whole lot, and his minutes fluctuated, so you really couldn't get a good gauge on him. And this year, with the ball in his hand more, more shots, he's been – a shot maker deluxe, which is actually what Latina deemed him early in the season. I mean, averaging around 19 points a game. It's leading the entire conference this year. Uh, He's probably going to be the most improved player in the conference. He's been one of the biggest reasons offensively they haven't really missed a beat too much. And, I mean, Aaron Clark has been one of the most underappreciated guys, certainly in the conference. But if you look at Sacred Heart specifically, he is going to be – a big chapter in Sacred Heart's success over the past three years, from being a bench guy to stepping up midseason last year, 
to now being a guy that is the experienced one as a junior and being able to lead them to the playoffs, it's just it's it's really shows the kind of player he is. Not the guy that's going to score 20, but he's going to make the right plays. He's going to tough it out and play through injuries when he needs to. And, I mean, those two are probably the biggest guys. And then you add in Alex Watson, Zach Rads, or the other two guys that, same case, Rads didn't play at all last year. Watson played sparing minutes, and they both found a way to have their fingerprint on this season. And when you have nine newcomers, eight freshmen, you need those senior leaders. Whether it makes an impact in the box score or not, they found a way to do it. And, and you know, they're the biggest reasons why Sacred Heart's in the position they are now. Is there a freshman that, that's impressed you the most this season? Well, I mean, there's so many. And, you know, it, yeah. it, it's it's funny. When I saw that they would bring in so many guys, I just thought to myself, there's going to be one that's going to mm-hmm. make the all-rookie team. At least one. I mean, I'm no betting man. I don't do that. But if you have eight guys, there's going to be one that is just going to produce enough. But um, Mike Sixsmith is probably going to land on the all-rookie team. He's, you know, an upstate New York guy that – uh, is averaging around eight points a game, but the biggest thing is he is uh, right around the 50-40-90 in terms of his shooting percentages. He's one of the top in the country in three-point percentage, shooting around 54%, and for the longest time, he was leading college basketball in offensive efficiency. Now, if you want to get into those sabermetrics and analytics of how that's incorporated, it doesn't take a lot of shots, but when he takes shots, they go in, and he was kind of that third option that they needed um, and then you have the forwards. Bryce Johnson was great. Um, Mattis Spokus, who was a, a Lithuanian recruit that Latina brought in this year, contributed nicely. So when you're bringing everybody back and the freshmen make significant strides, this is a team that certainly poses a threat as early as next season. I know we're talking now Tuesday afternoon, and the NEC tournament and the seeding hasn't been completely solidified yet. But take us through who Sacred Heart might be facing in this NEC tournament, because I know it is parsed back this year in, in terms of the amount of teams let in, and, and who might be their toughest competition to win the conference tournament. Yeah, so it's really not determined at all, for the most part, with the exception of, of Wagner. That's That being the seeding, Sacred Heart is, is officially in, so... Um, the biggest wrench that was thrown into this whole thing was Bryant went on pause this week due to a positive test. And Sacred Heart was, that was the one team they hadn't played Bryant at all this year. So the only case that Sacred Heart would not have been in the tournament is if Mount, who, Mount St. Mary's, who Bryant was supposed to play, if they went on pause, Sacred Heart would be able to play Bryant in their place. But the Bulldogs went on pause. So now they may not even be ready for Saturday's semifinals games. So if they're out, there's a chance Sacred Heart can host a, a playoff game. If they are in, then they're looking at a 3-4 to four seed. But some of the teams that they could be facing, um, Mount St. Mary's is a possibility, LIU, um, I think those are probably the, the top two that would, that would have a chance. But, I mean, you know, I know the game that Sacred Heart had with Mount St. Mary's in the quarterfinals last year, winning on a last-second bucket by Jarrell Spellman. So... Uh, for my heart, I would like to not play them, but at the same time, the past two times we've played LIU in the NEC playoffs, we've lost, and we've been upset because we were the higher seed in both of them. Um, so I really don't like the options either way. I think the best case is just we can find a way to get on the, the court at the pit center and play a home game, I, you know, but a lot of it isn't determined yet. A lot of it weighs on if Bryant is going to be able to play on Saturday, which I think... 
you know, as you said, we're recording Tuesday. It should come down either today or tomorrow, I would think, mm-hmm. um, because they do have to get the facilities ready for Saturday, regardless right. of whether Brian's playing or not. So, yeah, uh, it's certainly there's certainly a lot of talking going on. I think within the conference that they got to sort this stuff out as soon as they can. I know Wagner's the one team that's solidified there at the top. Sacred Heart get a matchup against Wagner. What are your thoughts on Wagner in their chances in this conference tournament? Are they, you know, a step above everyone else as that one seed, or do you think it's wide open? I think it's wide open. Wagner was like Sacred Heart, picked really low in the conference. Had a, you know a lot of question marks with who was going to score, but. They had a couple guys, Elijah Ford and Alex Morales are the top two. Delani Hunt is probably going to be the conference's rookie of the year. Um, and and they just sort of exceeded expectations. They went on a big winning streak in the middle of conference play that put them to the one seed. And they finished their season. They have two games against Merrimack this this upcoming week. I believe it's tonight and tomorrow yep. um, where they can officially wrap up the regular season title or if things get even crazier than they are now. They may not be able to, and Bryant may be able to take the regular season title, but Sacred Heart played them tough, uh, especially the second game. The first game, they, quite honestly, they got they got their doors kicked in. They lost very badly. They shot poorly. They did not play well, but it was early in conference play. I believe it was maybe their third and fourth games of, of the conference yep, season. Yep, they were, yeah. And then the second game, they responded with a big double overtime win, kind of in a way sort of turn the tide where, all right, we can kind of respond in a big way and, and we can lose the first game big, but we can we know we can come back and we can play well in the second game. And I think that meant a lot to them, especially the young guys who were going through it for the first time. So I think the four seed could win this. I think the one seed could handle business. It's just so wide open. And like you said, because the conference tournament was essentially split in half, it made all the games down the stretch so much more magnified and so much more important to the guys where you knew that going 0-2 in a back-to-back could put you out of the of the playoff picture for good. Yeah, no, definitely going to be a really interesting tournament. And I think, as you said, wide open and one that's going to be really fun to watch. So, Dan, I really appreciate you coming on and getting us ready for the NEC tournament and see what Sacred Heart can do here. I, I think it's going to be an exciting run. Thanks, Jared. I, I appreciate you having me on. I, I'm going to be honest, I did pick Sacred Heart and the Jerome. I, well, went, well. I went I went Homer, and I know people yep, have yep. called me out about it, but I can't not do that because, you know, it, it's just it's part of it. I try to be unbiased, but you know, the same if George Did there. you That's pick fun. George Washington for your Jerome? I actually didn't this year. Okay, I was gonna, I was about to say that would be a little far because they're an 11 seed. But that's yeah. a different story. But <laughs> you you know the Homer effect is. Are you gonna pick UConn? Yeah, yeah, I will. Okay, so it it, it kind of it it goes across everybody. So. I, I I ride with the Connecticut teams in the Jerome for the most part. I got Hartford in the America East. Uh, I do as well. I have yeah. them. Uh, when's the next big game coming up against They're Vermont? Sa- yeah, Saturday, Vermont. So it, it's fun to have a lot of these Connecticut teams in the thick of things here. Uh, makes for a fun March. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Dan, appreciate the time, and uh, thanks for hopping on. Enjoy the tournament. Thanks so much, Jared. Thanks. We'll see you later.